We're very, very happy to be joined by our next guest, uh, a wonderful person in a lot of different industries, but now into wine. It's good morning to you, Karen Adcock. How are you today? I'm very good, thank you. It's great to so, have you on the show. Karen, it's lovely to uh, chat with you again. Amazing. Of course, uh, you and I had four, four, nearly five hours together, you and your lovely husband. Um, uh, so for the listeners, I met Karen at uh, the lunch I mentioned earlier, about two and a half weeks ago in Brisbane, yeah. uh, Women in Wine um, by, by Taste of the City. And uh, Karen was speaking uh, along with Savannah Peterson. And um, and it was a magnificent lunch for, for everything, the, the wines, the food, everything, the, the calibre of people. Um, Karen obviously spoke beautifully. But I was... I actually, there was a reason why I really wanted to go to that lunch, apart from all the good food and wine, was to meet you, Karen, because when I was recently in the Hunter Valley, only about a month ago, people were saying to me, you must, knowing that I'm an avid Chardonnay, which I'm a Hunter Valley Chardonnay drinker, they said, you must go to Winmark Wines. And I was like, that's interesting. I, I hadn't heard of them. They said, they're very new. 21 was the first vintage, um, uh, but they only do Chardonnay. They have four shards you've got to go so um i've been quite intrigued to uh to try them so of course we had we had two of them at the lunch the uh the impressions in the single vineyard and they're absolutely stunning so um first of all i want to say congratulations on being having nothing to do with wine at all and yet coming in purchasing this vineyard and uh and um turning it, it into just a producer of such awesome shards but I really would like you to tell the audience your story of who you are, who is Karen Adcock, and where you got to today. Because it's you, you've you've done some pretty momentous things in your lifetime. I have to say. Well, thank you very much. Um, I have lived in Australia for now twenty eight years, and um, I have done quite a few different things. Um, I did bring Pandora jewelry to the Australian market back in two thousand and four and started that out of our garage in Avalon wow. um, and stayed with that brand up to 2012. Um, by then we were listed on the stock exchange uh, globally and um, we sold the brand back to Pandora in Denmark. And uh, part of that deal were that I had to stay on as the CEO for two years, but I stayed for three. And when I left, we had about 85 concept stores across the country and New Zealand. Uh, but I felt it was time for me to to go. Um, I needed to move on. Um, and uh, yeah, I loved, loved my eight years at Pandora. And we certainly did a lot of great things with that brand and, and really got it uh, well and truly cemented in the Australian market. Um, and then I went on to do a couple of different things, uh, just trying to find my feet. It was... It was um, a difficult move to go from being super, super busy with Pandora and then suddenly you, you're not. And then, you know, what do you then do? You tell yourself? Um, you start playing golf. <laughs> no, um, I, I don't have patience for that. <laughs> Good. Maybe a bit later. <laughs> but, um, I, so, so coming um, into the wine industry were really more accidental and accidental than planned. Um, and we came across this beautiful property known as Pools Rock back in 2016 in, in uh, Broke in the Hunter Valley and um, fell in love with it, placed a silly offer on it, didn't think that we would get it. And then next minute, congratulations, you got yourself a vineyard. And I'm like, oh, no, what <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> so, um, 
and thought, okay, this is just a beautiful place for family and friends. Let's just um, start uh, using it. And very quickly realizing that the property was known for making really good Chardonnay and mm. producing really good Chardonnay grapes. And that the, the brand Pools Rock had a very strong pedigree. Yes. But unfortunately, that the brand name Pools Rock was sold off the property when the former owner, David Clark, the founder of Macquarie Bank, when he sadly passed away in 2011, the brand name Pools Rock was sold off. So here we were with the actual Pools Rock property where the very large stone called Pools Rock is sitting on our property. And uh, we had to rebrand ourselves. So we ended up uh, deciding to call the property Winmark. And Winmark means uh, field of wines and in Danish, and I am Danish. So I thought that was a, a nice connection. Yep. Um, and then you realizing that this property had this pedigree, we thought, I knew I had no experience in wine. And um, I'm not pretending that I know uh, things I don't know. So I thought we've got to get the best people we can possibly get mm. to help us making the most of this property and also to honor what this property is all about. Uh, so we got um, a, a local uh, vineyard manager, Dave Grosser, who literally grew up amongst our wines because his mm. father planted most of them. Wow. Um, we, we got award-winning Liz Riley on board uh, as viticulturist, uh, one of the best viticulturists in the country. And we also got an international winemaker, John Bilsham, at, um, involved, which is from New Zealand, but have worked in Australia and in France, uh, just to make sure that we had a really strong team uh, around me to make sure we got the most out of what this property could produce. And and then we did the brave decision of doing Chardonnay only. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nailed it. <laughs> we, we pulled out 10 acres of the Delo and then planted two uh, friends, uh, Burgundy clones. And uh, I think that's the best thing we did for the property that we we dare to be single-mindedly just focusing on Chardonnay. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's very clever. Uh, mm -hmm. Getting around the circles, you would have been mixing in. You mentioned Macquarie Bank, and obviously as a CEO, did did you drink a lot of wine? And was it something you collected? I have never collected wine, yeah. but I certainly have always um, enjoyed wine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I, I didn't know a lot about wine when I came into the, the wine industry. And I was very aware and also humbled about that. So I I knew there was a lot I needed to learn. Yeah. Well, surrounding yourself with a, a an excellent team like that is obviously a, a very smart thing to do. When, when were the vines originally planted on the estate, Karen? So the oldest wines on our property is some 72. Yeah. So, um, so they're now... Yeah, 50, 50 years, old. yeah. I mean, that's 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 and, that's serious provenance. And, yeah. and, and, and last year we launched a um, um, wine which we called our Icon Seven Two, because the the wines from that block were planted back in nineteen seventy two, and yeah. really to to honour uh, that particular block. And and that is a, a stunning wine, and we are seeing now as that's starting to develop that it's um uh, yeah we are, we are very very um very happy with with that move so ultimately we now have four wines in the portfolio and some of the youngest wines on the property are only just five years old uh, so mm. spanning uh, very wide mm. uh, very interesting so 
your, your very first, you've only, you've only done the one vintage and that's the 21. So all four shards are all the 21 vintage. Um, oh, no, no, the, actually the, the very first vintage was small one in 18. And then in 19, we did Rusty's one and the single vignette reserve. In right. 20, we uh, lost the entire vintage. The yes. great looking yeah. magnificent, but yeah. we had the bushfires and we yeah. had to uh, let the entire vintage go on the ground because um, of the smoke taint we, we were experiencing. Yeah. So 21 is the first serious um, vintage. Uh, with a bigger volume and and then launching um two two additional wines and and um and and with that also i mean back in 19 we could see that if we wanted to be serious about this we also needed to have a cellar door on the property yeah so a bit like um, we didn't have this huge business plan from the outset but as needs came up, we thought, oh, actually, how are we going to sell this wine? <laughs> <Because> <laughs> and then, uh, we got open a beautiful cellar door. And then thought, given that we only do Chardonnay and given that I love art, let's do an art gallery, let's do a sculpture mm. park. Mm. And we now have uh, a cellar door and an art gallery open seven days a week with a coffee cart and, and a sculpture park. So we are inviting people to, to take the the journey out to Broke, Fordwich, and and there's something here for them now, seven days a week. Um, yeah, that's great. And and of course, there's a track record of galleries in Australia from from your Lewin Estate Art Series Chardonnay mm. Gallery to you know where I used to work, which is Fine Chardonnay Tarawara with the Tarawara Museum of Art. Of course, Mitchelton in Victoria. So I think that's a, a wonderful thing to do is give yeah. give people other things to do rather than just wine because you know that's how you're going to get uh, what we say bums on seats. I, I do have a bit of a question for you though. We we sort of joke in the wine industry, and and if you're listening, it's ninety six point five Inner FM. We've got uh, it's the Wine Show Australia. Jill Upton's my co-host, and we've got Karen Adcock from Winmark Wines here. A fabulous story. We always joke though. It's like, how do you become a millionaire? Grab a billionaire and give them a winery to run. So, is it? Yeah. Are you feeling? Are you feeling like it's a, a bit of a money sucking kind of thing, or it's just for the love of the game? No, it's 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 uh, it's worse than having a boat. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's that, that's really poignant. <laughs> that's so true. A challenge I do have is that I I do like things being very proper and neat and yep. they're born some mode and yep. and I set the bar very high. <laughs> One of my good friends, which have a, a cellar door in Pocolbin, she she's always saying, "Oh, you've got to go to Winmark. They're vacuuming their lawns," <laughs> <laughs> and we don't. But, <laughs> out there with the tweezers, making we, we sure all the grass is the same way. We do uh, set the bar very high, and and I do feel that um, you know when people are coming into Winmark, I want them to have a really good experience. And we we often talk about um, the vineyard as a place to connect, and I think people really do get the sense that we are we are going to extraordinary effort to really make this a beautiful place. Mm. And we do have we have accommodation as well for. So um, we have uh, three guest houses on the property Lovely. where where people can stay and 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 it, we, we we would like to see Vinmark becoming a, a home away from home for people coming and it's not every oh, 
every bedroom in every house is made with the love and care and people can can really see that they are welcome to the place by the sort of attention to detail that you're putting yeah. into it. I have to say, I checked out your accommodation yesterday because, as I mentioned, I'm going to be there late October and I'm yes. catching up with you and your husband uh, for lunch, which will be lovely. Um, and I looked at all the accommodation, like they're beautiful and they're actually all booked out except for one very large, I uh, can't remember which one it is. New Monte. But that's, but that's great to know that um, the accommodation yes. is booking out. The cellar door itself is so beautiful. It is really, really gorgeous. Did you, you won like the best small cellar door in the Hunter Valley last year, is that right? No, so just recently we won um, uh, cellar door of the year in the Hunter Valley. Um, yeah. There were 19 cellar doors in the running for that. And it is uh, right. a very rigorous um, uh, program you go through with mystery shopping, both in the cellar door, but also phone calls and they go right through your social media and yeah. website. And yeah. so, so we were very surprised to find ourselves as finalists and then winning were, yeah, we, 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 we could not believe it. <laughs> right. You're obviously against all the big, beautiful vineyards, you know. Doing some very nice things there. So for the listeners, yeah. winmarkwines.com.au is the way to go. And I've just been uh, having a look, perusing the website as well. It's absolutely incredible. I, I wanted to go back to your roots. So you're Danish. Were you, where were you born? Were you, are you from Copenhagen? Yes, I'm from Copenhagen. So I've, I think I've lived in Sweden for three years and I went to Copenhagen a lot and my cousin yeah. lives there. I, I think it's one of the most incredible cities of the world. It's in my top three uh, places I'd like to go. Uh, so is there, because we know the Danish design, we know the attention to detail. This is a thing that we think about and certainly I feel like the, the different countries up there have very different personalities and very different types of people. Um, do you feel that entrepreneurship is part of your heritage as someone who's Danish and do you think there's an opportunity in Australia for that to flourish at the moment? I actually thought that when I came to Australia that there were more room for an entrepreneurial spirit here yes. than in Denmark. Yep. Yeah. But but some of the value sets which I inherited and grew up with in Denmark, I have used and which have helped me and enabled me to to do what I have done here. But because Australia is still a relatively uh, yeah, or there's there's think there's so much opportunity in yeah. in this country, I I felt that the 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 entrepreneurship which I I can see which I really have had right through my life yes. that, that has had a, a, a bigger place to flourish here than than back there. So if yeah. I pick that apart just a little bit, it, it, firstly, um, is that do, you, do the Danish have this thing that the Swedes have like that lagom thing where you, you everything's sort of in the middle rather than the top and the bottom, yeah. and then yes, the, the, yeah, yep. right. So okay, so that's like a thing where occasionally, uh, like SKF or or. Um, you know what's the company that does all, the Swedish company does all the uh, you know furniture well, and stuff? Uh, well, yeah. IKEA. Yeah, IKEA. And occasionally these families will do something absolutely totally out of the box, but generally everyone's yeah. sort of in the in the box, yeah. right? Yeah, so I, do anything. Yeah. So then, what are those inherent values you talked about being Danish that 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 you've in, that you've put into your business in Australia? What are those kind of concepts and ideas? Well, I think. Um, respect fundamental respect for other people small things like always saying thank you 
Mm, thank you is a very, very powerful word. Mm. Um, being humble, mm. uh, wanting to engage with other people and learn from them and don't think that you know it all. But yeah. I, and also being okay about not knowing it all, but but inviting other people into your space, which which are specialists in their fields that yeah. you can then draw on and work with. Yeah. So having a very collaborative mind around it's not me who needs to succeed it's it's us who needs to succeed yeah yeah it's a very important foundation yeah i, th I think uh, the, the really interesting story coming out of um rene redzepi who's obviously one of the best chefs to ever walk the planet but he had a dishy who was an, an african immigrant who worked in the kitchen washing dishes for 19 years and basically gave half his business to this guy because he's like he's as much of the business as i am mm. that's a i reckon that's a very northern european sort of concept yeah. mm. uh, and, and i mm. dig it i want more of it uh just before jill you get to your next question i've got kim who's texted through karen who's just got a question who says in terms of your styles for Chardonnay, do you have some sort of more easy drinking and then some more complex style for cellaring? What's the vibe? Yeah. So because we only do Chardonnay, we obviously have people sometimes walking into our cellar door and say, but I don't like Chardonnay. I say, okay, mm. that might very well be. Let's try it. And let's try it. <laughs> so two of our styles are more new world style Chardonnay. Yeah. It's have mainly been on steel tank and just a little bit of oak. Yeah. And we find a lot of people who are diehard Sauvignon Blanc drinkers, they yes. say, wow. I didn't know that Chardonnay could be like this. Oh, I really like this style. But as we then uh, try through the the different styles, actually, then when we go to the more traditional style, which is our single vignette reserve and our Icon 72, they they have then been introduced to what Chardonnay can also be. And now once they they try our more traditional style Chardonnay, they are they open for it. They are enjoying it and sometimes even walking out liking that better than than our more new world style chardonnay and jill as you were trying our two chardonnays a couple of mm. weeks so you know they, they were very very different in 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 the styles yes yeah absolutely are there and they're, they're absolutely stunning and i remember having a very lengthy conversation with you about the um the new and the old world style and for someone who um, who hasn't had a lot to do with wine, you certainly, uh, I think, know a lot more than you actually originally thought. Um, uh, can you tell us a bit more about the single vineyard? Talk about the actual vineyard, what the soils are like. Just give all of that, um, give that yes. feel. So we, we, are, we are in Broke Ford, which, which um, is right in the middle of two mountain ranges. So although that we are in the warm climate, it gets very, very cold here where we are. Uh, and um, the terroir we have right here on our site is, is exceptionally good for, uh, for Chardonnay. Uh, we, have, we have gone to extraordinary lengths to maximize what's possible with with the property and i have followed that advice from our viticulturist and our vineyard manager a hundred percent and allowed them to do what needed to be done to bring the vineyard back to life i think what i didn't mention before was that it was in neglect for about five years before i took over and it took us good it took us good three years before we could even start harvesting to get the vineyard back to where we wanted it and then the quality of grapes we are now um, having is is very, very satisfying. Um, so it's it's that constant balance between 
making sure that you know get get water get all the right um, treatment right through but not too much of it and even our specific uh, location we often don't get water when everybody else does hmm. uh, and which means that we can we can very much control just how much water the vineyard is getting and 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 yeah we we are managing the vineyard very very carefully and when we then come into a dry spill with lots and lots of sun we go in and give give the grapes um, a sunscreen, literally, <laughs> to, again, to protect them. And and um, I think this certainly, um, the vineyard have responded very well to the treatment we have given it. Do you, do you have any inclination or uh, to actually plant some different varietals down the path at some point? No, no. no. We, we you... want it to be a, a Chardonnay only producer. What we do, we do want to add at Blanc de Blanc uh, sparkling to our portfolio. Mm -hmm. yep. And uh, this vintage, we have put aside about 320 dozens, which won't come through for another two and a half years. But Oh, that's, I can't wait to taste that. I, I have a sneaking suspicion that you're going to nail that Blanc de Blanc as well. So yeah. what sort of quantities are you making of, of the four shards? So right now we're doing about three and a half thousand dozens a year, mm -hmm. uh, and we're also selling some grapes. But being being new to this world, we got to establish ourselves before we can just make many, many, many more dozens. So sure. we, we got to get our distribution in place, and one and I, I hope that we one day will be able to keep all all the grapes ourselves. I'm but right sure now, you we sure. are in grapes to some of the great producers of Chardonnay in in the valley and. And we have seen that some of the other producers, like ourselves, have gone off and won um, trophies on on the grapes, on the wines, sure. from grapes from this property. Well, look, I, I do believe that um, the demand for your wines is going to skyrocket. Um, <laughs> I'd like to sell them one day, Jill. That's, uh, these, that's, well, you seriously, know. like all yeah. the, like, the awards that you've been getting, I've also noticed that you are a finalist in Halliday's 2024 Best New Winery, which I was really happy to see. And my fingers are crossed for you, of course. Um, but even just becoming a finalist is... I mean, believe it or not, the awards or all that sort of jazz, it is a huge momentous time of yeah. year for our winemakers yeah. and wineries around Australia. Mm. And to become a finalist in that is, that's huge. I mean, you could already just say like, congratulations for all that. But because you're getting, you're, you're getting quite a lot of prominence and um, people will want to buy your wine. So at the moment, they can buy online through your website, of course, which Richard that's has fine. already mentioned, winmarkwines.com.au, um, obviously Cellador. There would be no other way that you could buy them at the moment, or also um, we have a quite a good distribution now in New South Wales. So there is um, um, both uh, restaurants and and bottle shops across mainly the area of Sydney, which sure. uh, are selling our wine. But right, uh, right. in in, um, in Queensland, the crew bar in um, Fortitude uh, Valley. Yes, yes. we mentioned that previously. Right. <laughs> uh, can I ask which shard is at Kruba? Uh, that is the single vignette reserve, Vintage 21, which Beautiful. It's, uh, yeah. has also just received 95 points from Halliday, which we are super excited about. That is, yes, congratulations. That is awesome. Gosh, that's a beautiful bottle. We <laughs> have one here. <laughs> that's very good to hear. Yeah, I'm starting to feel a little bit of Chardonnay envy going on uh, between you two ladies. Uh, <laughs> what, a, what a fabulous story, Karen. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show and um, we really look forward to seeing the evolution of the Windmark wines over the mm. coming years and congratulations. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much for having me.